want to say thank you to the worship team for leading us into the presence of the Lord this morning. It was so wonderful. And to Michelle to, for being obedient to, to bring the word of the Lord. Don't wait. That's a word for us today. This is a word for us to, right now. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't live in the past. Don't hope for the future. Step in now. Don't wait. You know, Jesus, thinking Jesus speaking to his disciples, says, I, I, I tell you, I'm going to do what's best for you. This is why I'm going away. The Holy Spirit cannot come to you until I leave. You know, I'm going to do what's best for you. The Holy Spirit can't come to help you until I leave. Everything that Jesus does is for our benefit. He does what's best for us right now. He does what's best for us. Amen? The Holy Spirit does what's best for us. And he's saying, don't wait. Don't wait. Step in. Open your heart. Make room for me to do what I want to do in you for this moment. For this moment. Don't wait. Amen? Everything that Jesus does, everything the Holy Spirit does is for our benefit, to help us be like Jesus, become like Jesus, and behave like Jesus, to help us on our journey of discipleship. Amen? Don't wait. Thank you so much. That's a word for us. That's a word for this season. And I just want to thank you so much, Michelle, for bringing you that. Anyway, that's message number one. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> um, before I go, while I was sitting there, I also needed to just let this go. And somebody here has a heart condition. And God told me he's healing it. He's healing it in this service. So if, if you have a heart condition, just don't wait. Reach out to the Lord and take what he has for you. Amen. Okay, good morning, everyone, uh, both here in the room and online. Uh, so this morning, we're going to continue in our Holy Spirit series talking about the gifts of the Spirit. And I want to read some scriptures for you. Um, and I'm going to start in 1 Corinthians, if you want to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I want to read to you verses uh, 1 to 14. Then we're going to go to Corinthians 13. And then we're going to go to 1 Corinthians 14 and 15. Is it? No. So 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, 1 to 14. Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of workings, but in all of them, in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And still to another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the working of one and same spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. 
just as a body, though has many parts, but all its many parts from form, rather, one body. So it is with Christ. For we are all baptized by one spirit as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. And even so, the body is not made of, of uh, one part, but of many. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I want to read verses 1 to 3. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mystery and all knowledge, and if I, I, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and offer my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, 1 to 5. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophesy, prophecy rather. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people, but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather have you prophesy, for the one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets, so that the church may be edified. Verses 26 to 33 of chapter 14. What then, we sh what then shall we say, brothers and sisters, when you come together, each of you has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Everything must be done so that the church may be built up. If anyone speaks in a tongue, two or at the most three should speak, one at a time, and someone must interpret. If there is no interpreter, the speaker should be quiet in the church and speak to himself and to God. Two or three prophets should speak, and the others should weigh carefully what is said. And if a revelation comes to someone who is sitting down, the first speaker should stop. For you can all prophesy in turn, so that everyone may be instructed and encouraged. The spirits of the prophet are subject to the control of the prophets. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all the congregation of the Lord's people. So in these chapters, uh, Paul is addressing the issue of spiritual gifts. And the gifts were knowledge, as revelation by the Holy Spirit of certain facts, past or present. Wisdom, how to move forward on a course of action uh, based on natural or supernatural knowledge. Faith, the gift of healing, the working of miracles. Prophecy, the discerning of spirits, which is, is there a demonic spirit? Is there demonic activity involved? in a situation? Is it a human spirit that needs healing? Is it the Holy Spirit at work? And then there are different kinds of tongues and, and the interpretation of tongues. And the Corinthian church, they had, they had an abundance of these gifts, uh, these spiritual gifts in operation, which was a good thing. But it seems like they became a source of division 
among the Corinthians because they were, they were using him for the wrong reasons. They were using him in a wrong way. And you know what? The gifts of the Holy Spirit are to function in such a way as to bring us together and not create division. And so Paul writes in chapter 12, he says, Now about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, I don't want you to be uninformed. And Paul wasn't, he wasn't trying to stop the church from operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And that's important. He wasn't trying to stop the church from operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit in their public gatherings. But what he is doing, he's, he's emphasizing their importance, their purpose, and how to use them effectively. And so he continues in verse 2, he says, You remember that before you became Christians, you were led in the wrong ways by idols that can't even talk. In other words, you were misled by wrong influences. And now you're meeting people who claim to be speaking messages from the Spirit of God. How can you know uh, whether they are really inspired by God or they're fakes? It's important, right? How do you know if they're really speaking by God or if they are fakes? So Paul gives this test. And he says, no one speaking by the power of the Spirit of God can curse Jesus. Can't do it. I remember when I gave my life to Jesus and the Holy Spirit came into my life. You know what was the first thing that changed? It's my mouth. My mouth, the way I spoke about God, the way I spoke about Jesus. And he says, no one speaking by the power of the Spirit of God can curse Jesus. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord and really mean it. You know, not just mouthing the words, but Jesus is my Lord and really mean it unless the Holy Spirit is helping them. And also, it's a test to, know, uh, to help us know if the Holy Spirit is present and working in our lives. You see, you'll never step out and use the gifts of the Spirit unless you're sure it's the Holy Spirit working in you. And I say that because I've had so many people tell me in all sincerity that they're afraid. They're afraid to speak out or they're afraid to step out on the gifts of the Holy Spirit because what if it's not God? What if it's not God? What if I say something wrong? What if it's not God? And like Paul says, maybe there was a time you were influenced by things that were not God, as was the case with the Corinthians. But Paul points out, he says, no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God can curse Jesus, and no one can say Jesus is Lord and really mean it unless the Holy Spirit is helping them. And if you can confess that Jesus Christ is Lord in your heart, in your soul, in your mind, and if you are inviting the Holy Spirit to come into your life and transform you by His power at work in you to become more like Jesus, to behave more like Jesus, you know what? I think you're good to go. I think you're good to go. I don't think you need to worry about it so much. I think you're good to go because the Holy Spirit is, you've invited the Holy Spirit to come and work in your life. And you know what? He'll take you up on that invitation right away. So if you confess Jesus Christ is Lord with all of your heart, with all of your soul and your mind, if you're inviting the Holy Spirit to come in and transform you by his power to be like Jesus, to behave like Jesus, Holy Spirit's at work in you. You can know that today. Amen? And then we come to verse 7, and Paul teaches. Now, he says, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given. You know what that means? That means everybody is included. Everybody. 
who confesses Jesus Christ as Lord. Now to the, each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are not just for the super uh, spiritual, you know, the Justice League or the Avengers of the Kingdom, depending whether you're uh, DC or Marvel, you know. <laughs> Nor are they some sort of badge of acceptance. You know, I can speak in tongues. I've got the gift of tongues, so, so now I'm in the elite group. I have the Holy Spirit. You don't if you don't speak in guns. I'm part of the Avengers. Anyway. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are not some sort of badge of acceptance to set us apart or set us in some sort of an elite group. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are for everyone. Every believer by the enabling of the Holy Spirit, can and should operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. In fact, in, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1, Paul encourages, he says, eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. And he says, especially prophecy. And then in verse 31, he says, you can all prophesy. Every believer should be ready and wanting to operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know, when we meet together in an orderly way, if someone speaks out in a tongue, someone must interpret. And Paul points out, though, you can all prophesy, but he also adds, only two or three of you should in a corporate gathering, and that's so things remain orderly, beneficial, and so we can all uh, be edified by it. And he reminds them that the... Uh, that the spirit of the prophet is subject to the control of the prophet. You know, we can release the gift or we can hold it back. We are in control. The Holy Spirit does not possess us. You know what? He doesn't possess us. He works with us. He comes. He lives inside of us, but he doesn't control us. He works with us. You know, uh, people who are sharing the gifts of the spirit always have the ability and the responsibility to determine how, when, and where they share those gifts. You know what? The Holy Spirit's there to help us, but the spirit of the prophet is in control. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1, Paul says, eagerly desire the gifts of the spirit. And as you study those words, you'll find out that they, they carry they carry weight. He says, eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit are not something to be treated casually. You know, I can take them or leave them. You know, Paul, Paul instructs, he says, eagerly desire the gifts. There's passion in that phrase. You know, eagerly desire. Our attitude should be, I need the gifts of the Spirit operating in my life. I need them. See, too many people are weirded out because of misuse or a misunderstanding of the purpose of the gifts. I've had people say, I, 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 I don't need that. I've seen too much weirdness, you know. And, and I'm sorry about that, you know. And, and, and there has been weirdness. But that doesn't change the fact and the truth that Paul says, eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. People are weirded out because of misunderstanding and misuse of the purpose of the gifts. And what... So let me ask a question. What is it 
about the gifts of the Spirit that is so important that Paul says we should desire them, eagerly desire them, especially prophecy. And what should determine our motivation in sharing or ministering in the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Then Paul points out, he says, there's two very, very important reasons. And here's the first one. It's found in 1 Corinthians 14, verses 24 and 25. And he writes, if an inquirer, and we would say a seeker, if a, if a seeker comes in while people are prophesying, they will be made aware of their own sin and be convicted as the secrets of their heart are laid bare and they will fall down exclaiming, God is really among you. That's a good thing, right? But this isn't about, you know, pointing, pointing out and embarrassing people. You know, someone has a perfect... You, Brother Rudy, you need to repent. <laughs> I can pick on him. <laughs> It's not about that. It's well, as the prophetic word of the Lord is simply spoken out, you know, as prompted by the, uh, the Holy Spirit. They're going to hear what's being said. And those words, by the power of the Holy Spirit, brings conviction to their hearts. And it will convict them. And isn't that what we want? Isn't that what we want to happen? For people to have an encounter with the living God? For people to repent and give their lives to Jesus to be set free? earnestly desire the gifts of the Spirit. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And you know what? The Holy Spirit longs for people to be set free from the dominion of sin and the devil. Amen? And the Holy Spirit loves people more than you and I ever could. Do you know that? Do you know the Holy Spirit loves people? He loves them more than you and I ever could. And he wants to bring them to Jesus. And he knows where they're at. I don't, but he knows exactly where they're at. And he knows exactly what they need. And he knows exactly what they need to hear. I don't, but he does. Hallelujah. I want to tell you a story. This is, this is an amazing story. I was asked to conduct a funeral service. And I was given some uh, very, very clear instructions. I was told that the deceased was not a believer. And then they said, and we don't want any of this Jesus stuff at the service. It left me a little confused. <laughs> why are you asking me? <laughs> you know, why do you want me to do the service? And I heard the strangest thing. I heard myself say, yes, okay. <laughs> You know, what was I thinking? I, I went home, I, I, I did. I thought, what am I thinking? What? what? But I'm committed now. And uh, as I was conducting the service, the Holy Spirit gives me a word. And I'm going, oh no. Oh no. What do I do now? Oh no. How do I do this? They don't want to hear anything about Jesus. And the Lord gives me a word. The Holy Spirit gives me a word. It tells me to talk to them about this guy I know who has helped me in, in situations just like this. And I talked about this guy, but the Holy Spirit, he gave me this, this really neat word on the spot. And I just began to, 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 to share what the Holy Spirit was saying to me. And I'm thinking, we don't want this Jesus stuff. Sure you don't. As I released the word, 
six people had an encounter with the living Savior, Jesus Christ, and asked Jesus into their life to be their Lord and Savior that day. We don't want this Jesus stuff. Sure you don't. I want to tell you, people are hungry. People are hungry to know the true Savior, and his name is Jesus. I told him, you know, I told him, the Lord said, tell him about this friend you know. And at the end, I said, my friend, his name is Jesus. Do you want him in your life? And these hands started going up, and I, it was incredible. You know, the Holy Spirit loves people. He knows where they're at, and he knows what they need to, to hear. Eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, that, especially that you may prophesy so that you can speak life into people. Amen? So that you can speak eternal life into people. A while ago, Deb and I were in Walmart. Here's another story. And a young girl walked by us and we recognized her from a, from a farm where Brittany originally had boarded her horses. And as she walked by, the Holy Spirit prompted me to go and speak to her. And, 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 and he gave me some insight into a situation she was dealing with. And we're in Walmart. And Walmart, Lord? And so we found her. You remember this? Yeah. So we found her, and we stood in the aisle. We found an aisle a bit out of the way. I said, can we, can we talk to you for a minute? And she says, yeah, sure. And, and I, we began to share with her very gently what the Lord was showing us. And, and she began to weep and break down right there in Walmart. And we were able to pray with her and bring Jesus to her. She encountered Jesus in the aisles of Walmart. The Holy Spirit knows what people need. Desire the gifts of the Spirit so that you can speak life to people, so that you can speak eternal life to people and meet needs. Amen? And, and, and you know, you can do it very normally. You know, we can, we can learn to grow in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We may make mistakes, but we can learn and we can grow into maturity, but we will never learn if we never try, right? And this is a safe place to learn. Imagine just taking a chance and coming up to a person. And I just want to tell you, whatever the Lord lays on your heart, what's that going to do? Is it going to hurt them? Is it going to damage them? Not when we understand that the Holy Spirit wants what's best for people. Amen. Not when you understand you're speaking life and hope. Amen. We can learn and we can make mistakes and that's okay. But we can learn and we can grow and we can grow into maturity. But Paul, don't, don't let your fear of making a mistake or any of that stuff stop you. Paul says, earnestly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophesy, so that we can speak life, eternal life into people. Amen? And here's the reason we should earnestly desire the gifts of the Spirit. And you see it in all three chapters. It says, now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless someone interprets. Why? So that the church might be edified. When you come together, each of you has a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Everything must be done so that the church might be built up 
so that everyone may be instructed and encouraged. And then the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comforting. Amen? Another story. <laughs> Deb and I were at the uh, Elam conference last week, and it was great. We uh, were there from Sunday to Thursday. We had a wonderful time. The presence of the Lord was rich. We were encouraged. I was asked to minister. And uh, so I asked Deb to join me, and uh, something new happened in me. Words of wisdom, it just started flowing. It was wonderful, and I thank God for that. Thank God for what the Holy Spirit is doing. You know, I go back to, it's now. Don't wait. Step in. and Let the Lord do what he, he wants to do. Make room for him. Don't wait. And, and, and there was something new that started flowing. But I remember uh, as, as one person came and, and uh, so we looked at him, the Holy Spirit said, tell him these simple words. Tell him God is not disappointed with him. Tell him God is not disappointed with him. In that moment, the tears just began to flow. Here's a man, a minister of, the, of Jesus Christ, serving people, giving everybody everything he's got and struggling. God's not disappointed with you. By the way, I think some people in this room need to hear that. God's not disappointed with you. And he just began to, began to weep. When he came up, them and I had no clue what this man needed, what his situation was or anything. But the Holy Spirit did. And he gave us a simple word to speak life into this man. And he was encouraged, he was refreshed, and he was built up. I mean, imagine a guy who's struggling and just feeling like he's not measuring up, feeling like he's a failure in the ministry. God comes to him and says, I'm not disappointed with you. That's, that's life. And that's what we get to do. And that's the kind of thing that the Holy Spirit does. That's the purpose of the gifts, to speak life in and to build up. Amen? Why desire the gifts? Because the gifts of the Spirit are for helping people. Amen? The gifts of the Holy Spirit are for helping other people. They are for making the church better, more loving and caring. They are for building community by bringing a fresh and new hope to the church and to people's lives. Amen? That's why we need the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Not to say, look, I can prophesy. I'm, I'm this. You sign up to my webpage and follow me and I'll give you a prophetic word every day of the week. Oh, no, I... <laughs> Be good, Mr. Baima. Drives me crazy. It drives me crazy how some of the gifts of God are being distorted and misused and abused. And so as a result, many churches shut down the moving of the Holy Spirit. And it should not be so... Paul says, desire, earnestly desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit and that you may prophesy. And the reason is being so the church might be built up, strengthened, and encouraged. So you and I might build each other up. So we can flow in genuine, authentic community by the power of the Holy Spirit. Speaking life, speaking hope, speaking joy, speaking new life into one another. Imagine that kind of a community filled with the power of the Holy Spirit.
using the gifts as they were meant to be used, bringing words of prophecy, bringing words of encouragement for the purpose of building people up, for building his church up, for building his community. Amen? Oh God, we need your gifts. We need your gifts. You know, the Holy Spirit loves, supports, and he cares for the church. And he only wants best, what's best for us. And as the Holy Spirit works in us, as we engage in this journey of discipleship, he conforms us, he confirms our, our attitudes and our thinking, even our desires, to help us want the best for each other. Amen? If you have a word from God, and it's not edifying for somebody, it's not from God. Amen? If you have a word that, that wants to point out and criticize somebody, it's not from God. Because the word of the Lord encourages, builds up, and strengthens. There may be a corrective element in it, but not in a way that, that hurts. There was another gentleman that came. And then, I, oh, I'm going over, sorry. Um, and he came and, and he looked at me. And before he, before he could even say a word, I, I, the Lord said, tell him, it's not up to him. It's not up to him. And he looked at me. And you just saw stress. I says, it's up to the Holy Spirit. You just trust the Lord. He'll do it. You do what he says. It's not up to you to make it happen. You know? So there's a corrective word. You can relax a little. You don't have to strive so hard. But here's the strength. Because the Holy Spirit is with you. And he's going to make it happen as you walk in obedience to him. That's true for all of us, by the way. Desire the gifts. Desire the gifts. Because they help us help others. Building them up, strengthening them, and encouraging him them. Amen? The Holy Spirit, you know what? It says the Holy Spirit distributes the gifts as he determines. And here's the truth. You know, there's all kinds of teaching. I'll just say, I believe every believer can operate in every gift of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit distributes the gifts as he determines. And he will release in you the best gift that you need in that moment to build that person up. You know, I was thinking, if I'm in the hospital and visiting somebody, they don't need me to speak in tongues over them. <laughs> they need me to lay hands on them and operate in the gift of healing. You know? He will give you the gift that you need in the moment you find yourself in for the building up of that person. Amen? All we have to do is open up our hearts to Him. Amen?